Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men on an end man's chest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, a Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artist from scottartist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from blackpearlminute.com. Thanks for joining us for minute 56 of Dead Man's Chest. And it's Friday. Woohoo! I don't know what's better, minute 56 or Friday. This week, Friday. Yeah, Friday it is. In the previous minute, it's an age-old story. It's the proverbial story. Man meets woman. Man carves out his heart. Woman goes on her merry way. The end. In the proverbial story sequel, because you know every movie has to have a sequel these days, imagine a pirate movie with five films in the franchise. And I was just talking about a sequel. That just sounds ridiculous. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, the sequel. Men meet woman. Woman points out the black spot on a man's soul. The usual. Men do what they do. Brush off their clothes, spin around, and spit. Woman simply shakes her head, (laughs) walks away. The end. Hot Minute 56 begins with Captain Jack Sparrow finishing his mumbled line with a smile. It's as good as ever, just so you know. Tia Dalma goes behind the curtain into her back room. That's not a euphemism, either. Rumbles around in the trinkets. This is... And this is the serious part of the minute. <laughs> while mumbling to herself, while Jack spots and picks up a ring. The minute ends with Jack asking Tia Dalma, is the jar of dirt going to help? Tia responds, if you don't want it, give it back. Jack pulls the jar closer to his chest. No. Tia sarcastically says back, then it helps. How was my acting on that? Wonderful. Thank you. I really didn't capture their feelings no. in that. I really need to work on that. I it's want like, you to bring a bit of accent in there, too, please. No. My Scottish accent? No. Sounds like an alien. Well, Jamaican. Jamaican accent? I need, I'll need. i practice that. I really do need to practice that stuff. Because it's so drab if I don't... If I just do the breakdown. I really need to spice it up a bit. This is a pirate show, for God's sakes. Let's spice it up with some, you know, pirate acting. Yes. Anyways, whatever. I agree. Arr! Yeah, I'm not doing pirate acting. Maybe. If the feeling hits me, then I'll do it. But here's here's where I need to start, because I have this question. Jack says his Question. I- yeah, that's you, announcing your questions ahead of time, so we're all prepared. As I was trying to say before I was questioned, like a <laughs> Dwight Schrute office thing. Eyesight is as good as ever, just so you know. What does that mean? What does that really mean? They were talking about the black spot. The mark on his hand, not his eyes. He says... After she pulls the wrapping off in the previous minute and sees the black spot, and then they do their little dance and all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And Jack starts to mumble something. He says his eyesight. And then it cuts. And the new minute starts, it's as good as ever, just so you know. 
What the hell is he talking about his eyesight for? Why? I, I have no clue. Is I didn't this even a, catch that, actually. Is this a double entendre? The idea that just because he has a black spot, a nasty bubonic plague-like lesion on his hand, doesn't mean he has black spots everywhere or elsewhere. You know, everything's working fine. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why is he say the eyesight? I have no Is clue. that for the kids? Did Terry and Ted really have something else they wanted to put in there? So they decided, well, we can't really put in what we really want. So we'll just add eyesight. That doesn't make sense to me. Why the eyesight? Yeah, I don't get eyesight. I mean, there's the saying, you know, about going blind, you know. Play with it, you'll go blind kind of deal. It's on the Play palm, with what? On the palm of his hand. It's not hairy, though. But what I'm saying is, is that <laughs> why is his eyesight involved with this? I have no This clue. has nothing to do. That's the only connection I can make. <laughs> and I'm only making that because I'm making leaps and bounds here to try and find out why a palm and something on your palm would be related to your eyesight. What is that? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like a weird, like he just popped off with that. Yeah. Why wouldn't he say something like, it all works, or it's all good, whatever. But he specifically says his eyesight, which is strange to me. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Like I said, double entendre, Terry and Ted just threw it in there, inside joke. I don't know what they're getting at. I really don't. Does the black spot affect your eyesight? Maybe. I don't know what that means. It's almost maybe like they were looking for a transition to Rigetti. They know we here at the Black Pearl Show struggle with transitions, so this might be Gore Verbinski like poking fun at us. They can't come up with a transition, but hey, I can. Jack mentions eyesight, then Rigetti peeks around the jar of eyeballs while Tia's rummaging <laughs> through her things. Maybe that's what it is. He's poking fun at us. Damn Maybe. that Verbinski. Maybe that's it. It's strange. Yeah. The whole thing. Eyesight. Is that what it is? Is it the setup for Rigetti's kind of funny moment there of him peeking around first with his wooden eye behind the jar of eyes is this all some kind of weird eye joke is this a child's eye joke (laughs) that we don't get yeah is it yeah is this above our heads because we're too old not that i'm not youthful i just find it interesting yeah so maybe you got to be a certain age to understand that maybe People younger than us are just busting up and we're sitting there going, what the hell is so funny about that? <laughs> Little kids are just laughing away. We're going, what in the hell did we miss? I don't know. And because I have no famous transition, except that we were talking about Jack. Damn you, Gore Verbinski. Once a pirate, always a pirate. Jack steals Tia Dalma's ring. Okay, a second thing he's stolen here. Okay, he picks it up here. Yeah. If it's not nailed down and someone takes it, Whose fault is it then? It's the person who stole it, okay? Yeah, because he's in her house. Yeah, okay, but now get this. What about when you have a bunch of pirates over for a visit? Is that a different story if you don't put up your valuables? No. Okay. You're asking pirates to be moral still, not steal, even though that's what they do for a living. Because maybe it's your fault then, if that's the case. I know you said no, but I'm trying to extend like I know what the morality of pirates is. He's supposed to be your friend, not stealing stuff from her. Yeah, but you're inviting thievery into the house. Oh, maybe he's just borrowing, though. He's not borrowing. He's a thief. And he's inviting things into his pocket. (laughs) But thievery. So Jack takes the ring, and this ring actually has a name. Yes? 
It's setting up plot details here and through other films like On Stranger Tides as it has connections to Angelica, Queen Anne's Revenge, a character in On Stranger Tides. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe. No, I don't know. It's called The Ring of Thieves, also known as so The Stolen Ring. it's meant to be ring. stolen. Huh? It's meant to be stolen. Yeah, it's also known as The Stolen Ring. Huh. It was a gold ring with a dark purple stone. And what was at first a gift to Angelica, remember all that time back I just mentioned Angelica from On Stranger Tides, Queen Anne's Revenge, Blackbeard kind of thing going on there. The ring would switch ownership across the films. Angelica traded the ring to Tia Dalma, which would later be stolen by Captain Jack Sparrow and then would eventually end up back in Angelica's possession. Stay tuned for season four for all the details. (laughs) You only got what? I don't know, a couple years to wait before we get there? (laughs) Just hold on. For those of you who want to skip the rest of it, just sit tight. We'll be there in a couple years. But at some point, Jack Sparrow obtained this amethyst ring and gave it to Angelica during their first romance. Ah, the romance. So he gave her a ring during a romance? Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of like a pretend marriage thing. Interesting. In later years, though, after gaining interest for the Fountain of Youth... Angelica traded this ring with the mystic Teodama for the secret of the profane ritual in the rules of the fountain. But I'm not going to go into all those details because, as I said, we're going to tackle them when we reach the fountain and season four. And this ring originally didn't have actually a true name associated with it, like the Ring of Thieves or the Stolen Ring. It was referred to as just the Stolen Ring because of the product's name, basically, you know, as well as being the ring Jack stole. But when reading Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, the visual guide, fans speculated that the name of the ring was the Ring of Thieves because the section in the book that talked about this ring, that was the headline or the title for that section, the Ring of Thieves. So let it be written, so let it be done. They're like, hey, is this the Ring of Thieves? That's what the title said. Then they just associated it with it. And all of a sudden it's like the Ring of Thieves. Fans dictating what needs to be done. <laughs> How dare those fans. Did you catch what happens right after Jack picks up the ring from the table, though? He puts it in his pocket? No. Did you see what actually was there? On there's the a, table? No, there's a hell of an Easter egg that I never noticed before until actually watching the movie minute by minute. On the table? Not on the table. Oh, what? Past the table. Uh-uh. You didn't catch it? Nope. Because I never saw this at all. It blinks by rather quickly if you're not paying attention. Lasts like a second or second and a half, starting midway through second 15 of this particular minute. But it also happened earlier, and I'll mention that. So it's boots. There's freaking boots there. And I'm torn if I spoil this or if I just let it go. So maybe I'm not going to talk much about it, but there's clearly almost like a body there. Although the script says it's just a pair of empty boots. But by the way that the boots are laying, it looked like there's actually a body or feet still in these boots. Okay, That's what I'm saying. By the way, the script also says that when Tia Dalma is searching for the jar of dirt, there's an ocean sound that can be heard when she opens a carved door, which we don't really see here. And then when she closes it, the sound is gone. So there's a link to ocean sounds and whatever she would open in the script to Davy Jones, but we don't really get that here with this jar of dirt thing going on. Okay? But, so... So there's like some magic in the script that we don't really see in the final film. Yeah. And maybe some clues to Davy Jones and that kind of stuff. But anyways, the Easter egg, the boots. Jack the monkey is the clue to the boots. Because the monkey is at the foot of the boots and he's rather somber about it. 
Jack the monkey knows the boots. The owner of them there boots. He knows it. The monkey. That's the clue I'm going to give. You still look lost. You are a host of the Black Pearl Show. Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. That was more than just a clue. That was like a are hammer clue. Barbosa's boots? Did you just spoil that for everybody? Now I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> it's not very cryptic. Especially since you have seen this movie before. I didn't see the boots. Okay, you've seen the end of this movie before. You have no clues to what's I going on. I have seen the end of this movie, yes. There's also... Okay, here. I'm going to add another element for you. There's also a blurred black hat in the background that can be seen in minute 52 as well. Is it the same hat that Jack was playing with? Yes. And that's the hat that Jack examines and holds in minute 53. The implication is that this just might belong to somebody we know. Again, a link with the boots that I didn't want to mention names. You named them names. How dare you? How did she get all Barbosa's stuff? Really? <laughs> I hope you're actually asking that as in that we're in this minute. I am asking because we're, we're in this minute. The code of the Pirate Brethren says we can't really reveal more than that. But that's something we need to keep. In the back of our minds as we progress through this movie. There was all kinds of Easter eggs here with that. There was all kinds of clues. It was just set up and I never noticed it. Ever. Never. I never even made the connection about the hat. It's even in Pirate's Wikia. I looked it up. I'm like, holy S. I never noticed this before. I never made the connection until I started doing the movies by minute. And I'm like, looking. I'm like, wait a second. What is Jack the monkey doing? Wait, what is Jack the captain doing? The two Jacks are playing with apparel. Of one Barbosa. Did you really? You named them again. <laughs> so all those people that missed it, they're like, "Oh, thank God I missed it," because then I would have been spoiled for the end of the movie. But then you dropped it again, it's and they're like, the "Oh, end damn of the it, movie. I caught it's that." It's just a guess. No, the spoiler happens at the end of the movie. Oh. That big reveal. Okay, you know this whole conversation has become almost like a jar of dirt. Jar dirt, good. This is. <laughs> What are you, caveman all of a sudden? <laughs> Dark dirt good. It's like you're Groot with dirt. You're all dirt. This is where we get all the details of Davy Jones's curse. He can't step foot on land except once every 10 years, okay? And it's not so much about the jar of dirt for me here, but a curse that carries on throughout the whole Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Now, I mean, not necessarily Pirates 4, but definitely Pirates 5, this whole element comes in again. Yeah. It's still part of the whole plot. How do you know? Plot. I'm just guessing if I had seen Pirates 5. And the jar of dirt can be seen as this type of sympathetic magic. And that's what I uh, was looking into. Because I actually looked up jar of dirt. I got into it. But there wasn't really anything on jars of dirt. Because I think that's just really weird common stuff. And in fact, like the first whole page of Google searches was just all about Pirates of the Caribbean. But anyways... Sympathetic magic, the jar of dirt that Teodalma presents to Jack. As it, it's, it's basically that it imitated a particular environment and was common in voodoo practices used by Teodalma, actually. And sympathetic magic and imitation involves using effigies, fetishes, or poppets, a little poppet, to affect the environment of people or occasionally people themselves. Does that sound familiar to you? Think about it. Voodoo, affecting people themselves. Good guess. Voodoo dolls, Heather, are an example of fetishes used in this way, such as using a lock of hair on a doll, creating a link between the doll and the person that the hair came from. So whatever happens to the doll will also happen to that person. I had to explain voodoo dolls to you because 
I actually wasn't sure you knew what they were at this point. Thank you. That just kind of slipped I, out. Now I'm going to have to apologize for that. I'm going to have to make myself walk the plank. I also have a couple things I noticed. On the table? Yeah. Did you have anything you noticed on the table? I did. Okay, then you can go first. I noticed a heart locket for one thing. The locket, yes. The crab heart locket? Yes, it's a little ironic that we see this heart locket that's sitting on the table. Why is that ironic? it's got something to do with the chest? Yeah. And the heart being locked up in the chest? Oh, that's interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that part, but I know that there was a face on the shell of that locket. Yeah. That crab. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to get into all the significance of the locket right now, but something does have a matching piece. There is a matching locket to this one. We have to wait to see who the other half belongs to, though. And she uses a lot of crab stuff. She uses like crab arms and claws as like oracle bones and kind of things to Mm. tell the future. So the crab is kind of an important part for her. But I don't want to get into that because it does spoil things about Tia Dalma and Davy Jones and all that kind of stuff later on. Did you also see the dried flying dragon lizard? Or what's called a Draco lizard? Is it really called a Draco lizard? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did see that weird looking lizard thing there. Yeah, he's a... He's an interesting little lizard. There was also bats, dried bats there too. On the table? Yeah. They were kind of like on stands. It was almost like she was displaying flying bats. She's a one of those people that do that. That display the, for teaching purposes. A ventriloquist? No, like, you know, you you pin the butterflies and the moths (laughs) and the bugs and the, whatever. (laughs) So this Draco lizard is, has... Is known by other names, flying lizard, flying dragon, or gliding lizard. It moves by gliding. Does it actually glide? Yes. It actually flies. It can't fly. It can't fly. It can't but, fly. Okay. Does it does it go through the air with the greatest of ease? Yes. Then it flies for all practice. <laughs> okay, we know it's not flapping its tiny little arms, but when I say fly, it's like the general word for fly like if i were to see it leap from a tree to another tree i would say it's flying it'd be like flying squirrels and things it's gliding technically you'd be impressed okay that's what i want to know so it's not capable of flight but uh, i think we just established that okay it's capable of glide yeah okay they glide it glides as long as 60 meters wow that's 180 (laughs) feet approximately yeah over the 60 meters, they'll lose 10 meters in height. Over the 60 meters, it loses... Okay, so yeah. the tra- downward trajectory. Yeah. 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 And it's considered one of the... Poor guy, if he starts at five meters off the ground, he's underground by the time he's done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that poor little dude. And they're, they're actually about 20 centimeters in length. Okay. Do you know, want to know where they're found? <laughs> I was waiting for you just to keep going, and then you do the awkward silence. Like, let's get the information out. They're found. This is why I normally do the biology stuff. They're found in South Asia and are fairly common in forests, teak plantations, and shrub jungles. So it's not found in Cuba. So where did she get this thing? I, somebody, trade. Some trade. Someone brought it trade, in. Trade. Yeah. They actually. Oh, that would make sense, though. Because people bring payment to her, yeah. like the undead monkey, Jack yeah. the Monkey. So if somebody shows up in this time period with a lizard that can fly, that would almost be like seeing a zombie monkey or a 
zombie monkey. I just spoiled what I was going to say later. <laughs> Damn it. An undead monkey, right? I mean, a yeah. flying monkey to someone who... Uh, flying monkey. <laughs> Damn it. Now I'm in Wizard of Oz. God dang it. A flying lizard. I've gone all over the place. I spoiled my own upcoming observation. I've jumped into Wizard of Oz. No. If someone brings you a flying lizard and you've never seen one before and you deal in these kinds of weird things, like the Museum of the Macabre and weird kind of stuff, she would be into that. Yeah. And that'd be payment. Okay. Yep. I got it. So their ribs and their connecting membrane may be extended to create wings. The hind limbs are flattened and wing-like in a cross-section. They have a flap on their neck to serve as a horizontal stabilizer. Jesus! So that's the information I have on the Draco flying lizard. So I got to assume because they have wings that they're arboreal that they hang out in the trees. Yes. Because that's the only way it makes sense. You're not on the ground just all of deciding I'm going to try and glide to the next rock. Yeah. They got to be jumping from tree to tree just like flying squirrels or monkeys jump from one tree to the other. That's that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. And they eat bugs. Okay. I'm trying to imagine what else the lizard would eat that other lizards? was fairly small. Like that. I don't know. They're, well, seven, 7.9 inches. That's not that small. Well, that's including their tail, though. Yeah, see? So, yeah, they're kind of small. Yeah, exactly. The one on the tail was fairly, or tail, Jesus. The one on the table was fairly small. I almost messed it up again and I had to correct it. <laughs> Whatever. So, now that we all know about Draco lizards. Yeah, Draco lizards. That's interesting. I wonder what the name derivation is for that. I'll have to look it up one day. I don't on have my own. that. Oh, jeez. It's like amateur hour here. There's also this weird, because I spoiled it already, this zombie monkey painting in the background behind that large like glass container yeah. with the plants or straw or grasses in it. I've seen some that look like plants in there. Yeah. It was probably like herbs or something for her her uh, her spells and stuff. Possibly. Well, she's not a witch, so I guess you can't call them spells. She It'd be something uses else. stuff. She uses yeah. stuff. I mean, she's got eyeballs don't, don't and pieces and parts and things. Don't you stuff the voodoo dolls with? Yeah, with straw. Stuff like so that? she's probably using that to make voodoo dolls and things. Yeah. But that's not the point. Oh. The point is this weird painting behind, it's like right by that container of grasses and herbs or whatever you want to call it. Okay, it's not really a zombie monkey, but it has like this, okay, it eerily looks like Jack the Monkey. Maybe I say zombie because of the blank eyes that it has in the painting. Yeah. But it's interesting. And it's just sitting right there. And it's like, did she foretell the future of having Jack the Monkey come to live there? Or maybe she's owned Jack the Monkey before. Ooh, that's possible. Maybe that links back to the freaking boots and the hat. And yeah. Stuff. Anyways, yeah. There's this monkey thing. And there's other stuff in this painting, but you can't make it out really very well. You just see this zombie monkey. Yeah. And I only say zombie because there's like no pupils for the eyes. So it's like these weird blank eyes. Huh. Yeah, it just reminded me of Jack the monkey. Are they blank eyes because of the way he is? He's an undead monkey? I I don't know if the monkey and the paint... The monkey. No, I'm saying if if it looks like Jack the monkey... Kind of looks like And let's say she foretold... It reminds me of her. I don't think she painted it. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Okay. What's going on with that. I'm just saying it was interesting to see this in the background. Yes. That's all I got, though. Just a whole bunch of leads and clues for this movie. Do you have anything else? Nope. Oh, so, see? I could get me a jar of dirt, though. No, but that's all I got. Is Davy Jones a mysterious character with black boots, a jar of dirt, a stolen ring? It actually has so much here to unpack, 
but we can't really unpack it since we're bound, like I said earlier, by the code of the pirate brethren, not to discuss future minutes or plot details not yet revealed. That's the rules. But there's all kinds of clues and links to things that happen later in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise or this movie. That's what I think is interesting about this yeah. movie. This minute, yeah, it's really full of that kind of stuff. It's all about clues in this one. And monkeys. And monkeys. And the monkey Draco is a lizards. Clue. And Draco lizards. Flying lizards. Not surprising since we really are in a voodoo priestess's shack. So I guess we shouldn't be that surprised that there's things that foretell the future in the movie. Yes. So, yeah. Unless you have anything else, I'm ready to start the weekend. That's it for me. Thank God. We'll be back on Monday. Because that's what we do. We'll be back with Minute 57 of Dead Man's Chest. Until then, scallywags, let's keep the horns swoggling and the rum drinking to a maximum this weekend. We, yeah. We're letting everybody go. Do what you need to do, and then we'll come back fresh, and we'll have and a start all really over. good week. This week was, it was okay. I wasn't really impressed with it, but I don't want to undersell the shows, because some people liked it. You know, the whole heart carving action that we had. Spencer, the winner of my heart one day. <laughs> But anyways, for this time, now you guys can have a... It's like the purge. You can have a free weekend to hornswoggle and drink rum. But then we come back and we start fresh on Monday. And we should have better shows. Although I don't want to oversell the shows Yeah, don't again. be promising people things that It'll we be all can't... Right. Uh... And we'll be back on Monday with mediocre shows. There, <laughs> there we go. We go. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, SoundCloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Yo! This is a Shoutreach Media Production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bildrats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.